Welcome to the Asbury Park Vibes podcast. Asbury Park Vibes is dedicated to sharing information about the live music scene in the Asbury Park area, as well as the bands who have traveled through. We thank you for tuning in, downloading, or just stumbling upon our podcast. Thing. Looking right back at me She's a dream All the things I wish to be Won't go back to where I started Cause I've got everything I wanted Yeah, I've been drinking matcha tea I quit smoking, eating green for you And for me too Yeah, waking up at 8am Sleeping warm and getting them I do I'm practically brand new Hey, we have another episode of the Asbury Park Vibes podcast. And uh, so, welcome to the podcast. Or, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you. I have to remind myself who's been on. Who's been on. <laughs> You've had so many guests, it's hard to keep yeah, track. Yeah, time's, like we're saying, time's not a concept. Exactly. <laughs> so, it's not real. <laughs> it's not real. We could make, we could determine if it's real or not, but we'll let the viewers Maybe by the end of the podcast. Maybe by the end of the podcast, we'll, we can <laughs> get closer to that elusive elusive content. So how are you? How is life? Um, I'm good, you know, going through a panorama, but panorama, okay. so is everybody. Yeah, so yeah. I guess That's fine. Kind of, <laughs> That's kind of the, uh, the, recurring theme but you have some good news you put out a new EP I did I put out a new EP in January um it's called Dawn there are six songs on it four of which were previously released um and there's more coming this year I'm not done just a little taste oh it's a little taste all right that's that's a good like good like bait so uh for people who don't know who you are who maybe who didn't hear the last podcast you want to introduce yourself a little bit go into your background sure um my name is Soph I am a singer songwriter pop artist uh from New Jersey um obviously where else would I be <laughs> um <laughs> uh I have a bunch of songs out so far I put out a cover of a song by Britney Spears called Criminal um when I was like 16 uh, and it blew up on YouTube, which is really crazy and weird. It has like 1.3 million views. Oh, wow. Um, so I've just been like chasing that high ever since <laughs> then. <laughs> um, but I have a bunch of music that I've been working on and writing. And I'm just kind of starting to put it out now. I've taken my time with really honing my sound and understanding who I want to be as an artist. And now that I've kind of arrived there, I have a ton of stuff. So I'm really Ooh. excited. Ooh, so talk about that process of like getting to the sound you wanted to. Because this record seems like you kind of are, like, like you said, like it's like a taste of what you wanted. But like, how did you get to that, that point? Um, a lot of trouble trauma <laughs> and writing about it. Um, yeah, no, I mean, it's just been a lot of experimentation over the years. I've had a lot of opportunities to go into studios and co-write and work with different producers. And in those experiences, I've learned what I like, what I don't like, um, things that I appreciate in production versus things that I never even thought to listen for. Um, just kind of having that experience in the studio for so many years and having writing relationships with people who have helped me, like I said, figure out what it is that I like and what I don't like has really kind of steered me in the direction that I'm in now. And I feel very self-assured and 
like fully understanding of production concepts that I didn't understand before, like things that I just never really thought to listen for that I now kind of hear that, you know, my ears pick up now. Oh, very cool. And so like, what are some of the influences you think most prominently kind of factor into like this new record? I love pop. Like I've always loved pop. I've always been a Britney Spears fangirl. Free like Britney. Free Britney. Free Britney. <laughs> All the way. Free her forever. She she was such a big influence for me growing up. Um, and I listened to like a lot of 90s pop, like Christina Aguilera. I listened to Mariah Carey, J-Lo, Britney, uh, Hilary Duff. Hilary Duff was dope. She, she, had, she had some good guitars uh, on that record. Metal she had such good... Her whole... <laughs> like honestly, every album she's put out has been... A banger. Yeah, she was great. I don't know where she went with the music, but that was, she had some great songs. Yeah, I miss her. I think she released something more or less recently. I think in like 2020 or oh, something. It? I don't know. I don't know if I, I haven't. I haven't really kept up either. <laughs> but I love her so much, and and she's been a really big influence for me. Um, I mean, just all my life, like I've had all of these different pop artists, but I've also listened to a lot of other music. Like some of my favorite artists are not exactly conventional, um, especially in the pop realm. Like I don't, I don't find that my favorite artists are necessarily like easily described as pop artists. Um, we talked about this on the last podcast actually. Oh, did we? I mean, um, we did, yeah. but, uh, cause I, I re-listened, I was like, what did we cover? <laughs> and we were talking about, uh, Frank Ocean and like Tyler, the creator. That, yeah, and did. like, those are some of my favorite artists, but they never go the like traditional no, no, pop, not. you know, conventional not. route. So, um, it's kind of for me, a mix of those artists who I draw a lot of like inspiration and influence from alongside like the more bubblegum pop stuff that you okay. hear on the radio. Very so cool, that kind cool. of intermixture, I think, makes for an, an interesting sound. In, in my opinion, I don't know. No, Other not. people seem to like it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, no, that's, that's a fair point. I liked how you brought up, because I think mean, it's interesting the Tyler and Frank point, because those are artists that kind of like don't really have like one singular sound. Yeah. And it sounds like you kind of take sounds, whatever you like, and kind of turn it into your own thing. Is yeah. That, is that kind of fair to say? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Definitely. Yeah, I really, I love them. I think, um... I think Tyler, the creator, is like one of the most interesting producers oh, I ever. And um, I would like sell my soul to <laughs> have even a fraction of his sell skill. <laughs> gotta set like a good market price for your soul. Exactly. You know, you gotta, gotta put it on I would sale. join the Illuminati. All right, there you go. I would do what it needed to, what, what, what needed to happen. What needs to happen, needs to happen. <laughs> so in terms of like this record just came out and you have new music on the way. Yeah. And you've been performing for a while now, right? You've been in the scene for quite a, quite a good amount. Yeah. Um, I played my first show when I was 12. Wow. So, so quite a bit of progression, I'd imagine from 12 yeah. to now. Yeah. A little, I, bit, I, little bit. I, I hope so, Kenny. You I really so. do. Well, <laughs> if I, I still so. sound the same as I did when I was 12, I should not be doing this for a living. That's fair. That's <laughs> but like, what do you think been the biggest shift in like, being young, a young performer, you know, getting out there a lot, playing shows and kind of the artist you are now. Do you feel like there's been a lot of changes? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm a different, I'm a completely different person than I was. Um, when I was a kid, I'm in a lot of really great ways. I think I've, um, in some ways become like thicker skinned and I feel like I'm not easily disillusioned by things. Like I have, I have friends who kind of, start in this space for the first time a little bit later in life and they get really really excited at like every single person that promises them something um 
And it takes a lot to excite me at this point in my career. Like you really, you really have to be telling me something I haven't, for, I haven't heard, you know? Yeah, you, you have to try a little bit harder. an idol and get a thousand dollars. Right. Right. Like I've done a lot in my career up to this point. And I think uh, it, it takes a lot to entice me and to like, because I've heard from like, everybody and their mother like you I'm gonna get you famous like just wait like I have connections like yeah everybody has connections shut up like it's not it's not like that it doesn't it never goes anywhere so I've kind of like learned not to be so wide-eyed when people tell me things or promise me things because I like have like I really never believe anybody (laughs) um but also like I, I think I'm a lot more I think I'm wiser. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm a better businesswoman than I would have ever been at 12. Yeah, no. <laughs> so um, that helps. But like, you know, going to college, having these experiences, being let down as many times as I have and hearing no as many times as I have, like you kind of have two options. You either like quit and you're like, all right, well, you know, this sucks. Um, hearing no sucks. Being rejected sucks. It's, you know, it's part of it. Um, or you're me and you turn into uh, a psychopath and just keep going. So I, I recommend the keep going route cause it's fun and the universe is funny and there there's always a good story. Do you recommend the psychopath route? Do you recommend yeah. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> What's the problem? Yeah. Hey, why not? Just, you know, don't burn any cars. Right. Like as long as you don't hurt hair, anybody. Just hair a bunch of times and then make a, a pop song about exactly. how shitty your ex is. <laughs> is that, is that, is that like the, the playbook or? Uh, I mean, I think for some people, for sure, for sure. I think whatever you have to do to, you know, <laughs> to get out there and put your music out there, whatever the inspiration is, whatever the muse is, okay. I highly recommend it. I also, I, I've had this dream since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, like I remember being two and telling my parents like, I want to be a singer. Like, <laughs> you know, when you know from so young, right, right. there's no really steering me anywhere else because I've kind of put all of my eggs in this basket, um, which I mean, fine. <laughs> we're here now. We're here. So, here so here's my egg basket. There you go. Filled with eggs. Filled with eggs. Filled with a lot of eggs. Absolutely. Yeah. And in terms of like the music you're creating now, like we have the EP out now, obviously, but what, what can people kind of expect from what you have kind of planned that we haven't seen yet? Um, I think just more about me. Um, I write from personal experience and I find that that's just kind of the easiest thing for me to write about. I, I hear, I think most artists do. Um, I have a hard time writing about something that hasn't happened. Like I can, but I don't feel connected to it in the same way. And I always like releasing music that I feel connected to. So just more layers of myself that I think I have yet to uncover in like an artistic way. Um, so I'm excited about that. I think that'll be fun. Um, I, yeah, there's like subject matter. I haven't quite delved into yet I mean you know we're human beings there's a whole spectrum of emotions that we experience so I'm interested in accessing all of those emotions and putting them into an artful representation I like that you said that one (laughs) so thank you so yeah there's more of me coming out it's it's pretty vulnerable but I think um it's impossible to be an artiste without that vulnerability absolutely absolutely and I kind of like the point you were talking about, about you've gone through so much that you kind of had the option of like just going forward. 
Yeah. In terms of like, because we had that song Inertia, and I think that song was a lot about that. Kind of like flashing back to when you made that song, mm-hmm. what was your mindset about what you're doing then? I felt really inspired. Inertia was like a therapy session for me because when I wrote it, I wrote it about feeling like a victim in every area of my life, like just constantly feeling like the universe was against me and like I can never get what I want because like whatever. I was being a little sad baby. But um, but I wrote that as a way of working through that and like addressing myself from a, a third party perspective to be like, hey, uh, let's relax. Like right, right. if you want to be a, a singer, then be a singer, but don't complain about it. Um, and I think that, yeah, I had a really hard time for a while with just like, I want to do this, but like, I can't because I'm not whatever, you know, this didn't work out or this person said this, or I, you know, I trusted the wrong people. It's like, (laughs) no, you did it. Like take responsibility for things that didn't work out, work harder or quit, but like pick one, like don't complain, just pick one. So that was kind of my way of telling myself that. Um, and then I, obviously made a decision. <laughs> so. I'd, I'd imagine so at this stage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And I think one of the things that's interesting about the new EP is that you have like the visual aspect and it feels like each song's kind of like, and correct me if I'm wrong if I'm speaking on this, is was each song kind of meant to have like an arc? Yeah. Kinda, was that kind of, okay. Yeah. Talk a little bit about that because that was pretty purposeful how you put the songs together. Yeah. So I, I mean. Wanted, I wanted to kind of delve into that. Sure. Um, each song is a honestly, like it feels like chapters of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're in order. So it, it kind of tells a story of somebody who is at their lowest point. Me, <laughs> I was at my lowest point. Um, a couple of years ago, I was like, this was actually, this is more than a couple of years ago. This is 2018 is when I wrote inertia. Oh, yeah. So I started to, and then I think I like finally finished it in like early 2019. Um, but I, I wrote it from the perspective of somebody who had been trying to make a career out of their passion for a really long time and felt like they were stuck in hoping for it and dreaming of it. And like, Oh, this will happen for me one day, but like nothing's happening for me. And like nothing will happen for you unless you, you know, put, set everything in place too. Exactly. Yeah. It's a foundation and just to kind of like, exactly. Have to have results and tangible results. Exactly. Not think that, Oh, I'm just going to put out one song and I'm on American Idol and I get yes. so bored. Yeah. No, I, I understand that completely. Exactly. And I, I was going through my life thinking like, I'm going to put out this one song and then I'm going to be famous. Right, right. And yeah, like when it wouldn't it. happen, I'd be like, well, I guess it's just not meant to be. And it's like, <laughs> all right, listen, either you believe the universe is, you know, out like, yeah, out to get you. Out to get you, or you don't believe that there's like I'm not a fate kind of person. Really, I'm not like a destiny kind of bitch. I'm not like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not like a you know if it's meant to be, it'll be. Like it's there's I don't believe in that at all. Oh really? Um, That's interesting. I just it's not. I don't know. I want to. I think it's a really great thing to right, believe right. in, but I just don't. Um, but I kind of decided like. If I'm, if I know this about myself, I can't keep saying shit like, oh, like the universe is against me. Cause like there's, it's not like, it's just not, you're just a baby. So I finally was like, you know what? I'm going to actually work hard for something that I want. Mm -hmm. And just, if it doesn't work out, just keep working harder. Like do something different, try new things, you know? Um, and then I wrote movement 
which was about the, that hustle that I felt as soon as I realized, like, I don't know, there's like this weird feeling of freedom you get when you realize you're the problem and you're like, oh, I'm responsible for everything I want to happen in my life. And it, I felt like renewed in a sense. And I, I felt like manic. So I started writing a whole bunch and I was like working really hard. I took on this new job. I was like, this is going to get me further. And then, um, you know, eventually that kind of leads to burnout. So there has to be a good middle ground. Um, I wrote, I had a dream, uh, two years ago while I was on my way home from work. I was working at a record label in the city. It was cool, um, but I was very burnt out and I was like miserable. And um, I realized I didn't have any time for music anymore. And like the whole point of working at the label was to, right, to get closer. To get music. closer. Yeah, yeah, so it, it felt like I'd gone backwards. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I decided like, you know what? I'm going to scrap this and I'm just gonna do music full time. And that was kind of the decision I made in like Awake. So I Had a Dream is like the sister song to Awake. Mm -hmm. um, but I wrote I Had a Dream on the train home from work crying. It was a very high shining moment in my life. Um, and yeah, I, everyone cries on the train. There's no shame in it. Yeah, yeah. I feel yeah. like if you don't cry on the train, it's kind of like you didn't take the right train. <laughs> have, you, have you even been to New York yeah, if yeah, you haven't course, cried on the train? Of course you got to cry on the train. The MTA is misery. The M in the MTA stands for misery. <laughs> so, yeah, misery transit always. Yeah, if you haven't cried on it yet, I don't know what to tell you. Your time is coming. That's all I got to say. I agree. <laughs> I fully agree. Yeah. Um, I wrote that like a couple of years ago in 2020. It was right before the pandemic. Oh, and then the pandemic happened. And then I no longer had that job. So it ended up working out. But, uh, but yeah, each, each song kind of tells the story of the last few years and what it's been like to go through the ups and downs of wanting to make a career in music. Like people don't lie when they're like, this is a tough field. Like, <laughs> no, no. trust me, I know, but also damn, like no, it have this shit sucks. <laughs> But it, as much as it can be really hard, it's also like incredibly re rewarding. Um, like nothing feels better than putting what you're feeling to a song and then being able to like listen back and know that you made that out of something that ailed you. Like that's so cool. Um, I like to think about it like, have you ever watched, we talked about this on the last podcast too, but I, I thought of a better way to phrase it. Have you ever watched uh, Harry Potter? I have seen Harry Potter. Okay. You know that scene in like, I think it was like the fifth one or the sixth one. I don't remember. Where um, Dumbledore like takes the wand to his head and he like pulls out his memories from his that. brain yeah, yeah, and yeah. like puts them in this little bowl. And then later, like you can look in the bowl and you can watch your memories back. That's how I feel about writing songs. Oh, wow. That's a good, great, that's a great metaphor, actually. It, this, it, it's <laughs> like really the same metaphor. thing. Yeah. It's like it's I, I have this feeling, this emotion, this experience that I've gone through that feels overwhelming to me. And then I write a song about it and I make this like cool art from it. And then I can just like put it in that little bowl <laughs> and it can just be in the bowl and I don't have to, like I'm, I'm free from it in exactly. a weird way. You kind of like, manifest into something tangible. So if I felt yeah. that way about it now, it's like, okay, well, I felt that way and now here's that piece about it. Yeah, and I can revisit it when I want to, but be, like it, it almost transforms 
that grief or whatever the emotion is, it could even be happiness. It transforms it into something that feels less overwhelming to me and like less, like I don't have to carry it anymore. It's just now a thing that exists that I can retrieve at, at will, but I have control over it in that sense. And that feels really empowering to me. So just the ability to do that alone makes music worth it and enjoyable to me, even if I didn't have like a crazy, you know, incredible career and exactly. like get it's nominated for Grammys. Palette. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, although that's not me saying I don't want to be nominated <laughs> for a Grammy. You're trying to like manifest it. <laughs> right, right. If anybody's listening. I'm down for the Grammy. Like, please don't take me off the list. Don't take me off the um, not that I'm on the list to begin with, you but if I ever you was, <laughs> you never know. Yeah. I liked how you said that about music kind of being like taking things you felt and, and kind of manifesting it tangibly. Yeah. Um, for the stuff that you kind of were saying, the stuff you're making now is more vulnerable. Do you feel like when you look back on that, is are we going to learn a lot more about you than any other EPs, any other song? Oh, yeah, I feel like totally. I've learned a lot already from the last one, but... Yeah, what have you learned, Kenny? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> How much time do you have? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think there's definitely going to be more of me that you're going to un- unwrap some layers of. Um, there's just always stuff to write about. Like, I don't know. I went through writer's block a couple of years ago, and then... I got hit with this realization recently that like there's absolutely no need to have writer's block. There's always something happening, no, very true. <laughs> especially like now, like I haven't <laughs> seen some people in like years because of the stupid pandemic. So it's like, you know, I have friends that live in other countries that I can't see because wow. can't go there. Yeah, it's a little bit of a weird time. Yeah, <laughs> just a little. little like, you know, nothing, nothing really bad. <laughs> happen, <you know? laughs> but also like in my personal life, like being an adult, I don't know, man, when I was a kid, and I was like writing songs. They were all the same, you know, shit. Like, I hate this girl at school. Or like, I like this boy. Or like, this boy broke my heart. But like, when you're, when you're in your 20s, like so much more happens. Oh, absolutely. They yeah. don't warn you. I used to write bad poetry. And I used, to, <laughs> I used to like give it to girls. Like, if I liked a girl, I'd write a poem. Yeah. And none of the poems were great, which is probably why they stopped speaking to me. <laughs> but like, I get the feeling is like, like when you feel something when you're younger, like that was like a big deal if like someone like read the poem. Yeah. But now I look back and I'm like, man, that was really, that was really bad. <laughs> <laughs> I really should have been learning another skill and not writing bad sonnets. <laughs> but you know what? That's like a beautiful way of just letting like expressing yourself, letting those emotions out there, even if it was bad. <laughs> you, you say that you haven't read the poem. I, I think if you read Maybe it, I'll change my mind. If you read it, you, I don't think you'd be saying those same words. Well, I think, I think, uh, I can say the same thing about my old shit. It was bad. It wasn't good. We can both agree on that one. Cheers to that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you my worst poems if you give me your worst songs from that time. Oh my gosh. I'll try okay. Pop. It's a deal. Oh, just pop off. Oh. Oh. All right. Well, that's interesting. Oh, it goes on the side. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. It's always something exciting happening. <laughs> I, think, I think it just... Technical difficulties I in know, the studio. I know. I think it's all that emotion you were talking about. <laughs> the microphone's like, it just got like amped up about it. Literally amped up about it. I understand. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. It's tough out here. It is. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we'll trade. We'll trade. Absolutely. We'll, we'll make it happen. Perfect. I got I to gotta dig pretty deeply, though, but I'll, I'll find something really... Really cringy. <laughs> I just choked on my water. That's good. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> hydration is key. Hydration. Hydration is key. station. <laughs> hydration. I actually I say that a lot too. So I'm glad somebody else. <laughs> I said that. I thought I was the only one. I said that in public, and someone goes, "Why are you saying that?" I'm like, 
why not? It's the hydration station. <laughs> yeah, what do no you mean? One, no, one, no one picked up on that. <laughs> I was a little disappointed, so I'm glad that you, I'm glad that you're a fan of that. Of course. But I like the discussion about like progressing and kind of realizing, oh, I have more to talk about in terms of like, because you were a pretty different songwriter before you kind of rebranded. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that music still has like weight or still has kind of like resonance? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, how do you feel about it now? Um, you know, I'm still like, even the bad stuff, I'm still weirdly proud of because it's just cool to listen back and hear, you know, what I was doing back then um, when I was a kid. Like I started writing songs when I was seven. So obviously they're not all winners. I also just have a lot of like lyrics that were like, oh God, I listened, I looked back on some lyrics, like old songwriting books that I had. Um, and some of these lyrics are like, relax, like <laughs> let's take a chill pill. It's like my ever dying love in the form of a rose. It's like, can we just chill? You're 12. What are you oh, writing yeah. about? <laughs> what are you talking about? So, um, I mean, in that way it's like cringy, but I also feel, um, I still feel connected to those songs. And I, I also am like proud of myself for the amount of growth that I've experienced. Um, I think it's only been a positive thing. Mm. And also like, I don't think I was ever like a necessarily bad writer. I think I was a wordy writer. I had the same problem. Yeah. Very yeah. wordy. Like, like the Saurus level, yeah, like I did. The, uh, the poems had the same problem. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, I look back and I'm like, all right, let's just like use a voice that sounds true to you and like what you actually sound like instead of like consulting Google. Um, Oh, emergency. Um, but, uh, I was trying to think like recently I listened back to like an old EP that I did when I was 16. Um, I have a whole EP that I recorded. Oh really? Um, six songs, I think from the time that I was 15 until I was like 17. Oh wow. Um, I was like working with this production company. Like we had a whole, we had like a whole contract. It was a whole thing. Oh wow. And we, we finished the CP and then my senior year of high school, I was going to release it. And then we never did. Oh my God. You could have flexed on your graduating class. I know. You could have flexed on them all. <laughs> I know. And we never put it out because they wanted to like shop it around to labels. They really? wanted to do it like on the back end no instead of releasing day, it. you still can't find it. It's not out anywhere. Wow. Really? Yeah. It's not around. I mean, like I have the files, you but have it. I, almost I have it. <laughs> you should just kind of leak it. <laughs> should I? I mean, Maybe. You, you well, own, Criminal was on that EP. Okay. Do you own the rights to it or is it? Uh, yeah, I wrote oh. all the songs. Oh, shit, all right, put it out. Why not? Uh, maybe. I sound maybe. like a little baby. You sound like a little baby. I was, yeah, I recorded those songs when I was 15 and 16, okay. so. understandable. They're, you know, a little bit different. But I do have the rights to it. I own the publishing. They're my songs. Um, but it's just like, those are songs that I definitely, at some point, would love to sell, yeah. honestly. Like, I'll probably never pick them up again. They're, they're just in oblivion. Oh. They're sitting in oblivion forever, but, um, I think I might try to sell them. Go for it. Get your money. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard get that here. bag. Get that bag. <laughs> I say that every time I get paid, I, I say that. And it's like, <laughs> I feel like it's like a thing where like I make money doing such like not ordinary things, like nothing like exotic, but it's somehow like I keep saying that and I'm like, why am I saying this? <laughs> I just got direct deposit. I'm in no means like out here. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting the bag. I am getting a bag. Okay. That's fair enough. That is fair enough. When I got my first paycheck. I said that and someone goes, why are you saying that? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like I was like, I thought it'd be cool to say. I don't know. What do you do for work? I do photography and I work for like a musical nonprofit and I freelance. Cool. Right? So like, it's fun, but it's none of it is like, you know, some people are like, man, I'm like, 
an athlete. I'm like, you know, like, nah. it's like I feel like that's getting the bag. And I'm like, oh, yeah, well, I wrote a nice article. So they gave me some money. <laughs> I wrote a nice article. It's so wholesome. And then I go and blow it on caffeine. <laughs> oh, I get know. it. I am. I have a dopamine addiction. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I, I wish caffeine did to me what it does to other people. What does it do to you? What's like the. Um, it makes my stomach hurt and it makes me tired. Kind of does that to me too, but I just, really? just kind of push through it. Oh, kinda, okay. It's kind of like you just kind of get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, yeah, I'm it's like when you're totally gym, fine with this. Doing curls and like, I know this hurts, but. Oh, I see. I see. Wow. So like even when you're like insides are exploding in the morning, you're like fine with it. Oh, I mean, you know, it's. It is what it is. It is what it is. Okay. It's 2022. I, I just, I feel like I had that happen one too many times and I was like, I don't like this. I don't think I'm going to do this Respect. again. Respect. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I like tea. Tea is good. Tea is very good. Tea doesn't hurt me. Tea doesn't hurt you. <laughs> no. <laughs> you should like, that's like an endorsement. It's like, you need to find a tea company and be like, hey, I like you. Lipton. Yeah, Lipton. Oh, Hit yeah. me up. Absolutely. You've got a singer here that loves tea. Absolutely. I'll write a song. Absolutely. I'll write a jingle. Honestly, not a bad idea. <laughs> not, not a bad idea. We can split the profits if you want. Oh, perfect. Maybe. You write a poem. Oh, you don't want to see me. You don't. You don't. You don't. No poems. You, you might lose the endorsement. Oh no. Okay. <laughs> you might. You might fall through at the last minute. Maybe an article. That's good. That's a little better. That's a, I, I can. A maybe, podcast episode. I can maybe swing that. Okay. I'm not gonna make too many promises, but. <laughs> <laughs> so in terms of, and I really like thought it was fascinating how like you kind of have this vision of your music and you've kind of been pursuing it relentlessly for a while when you kind of see like the steps, like the new EP, like the videos or the songs doing well, like even though like Vicky said, like we're not famous yet, we're not this, but what does it kind of, what does it kind of signify to you? Um, like people's response? Yeah, in general, what does it signify? Um, you know, I, I kind of, for a long time was really seeking people's validation with my music. I really wanted people to like my music. And I think because of that, I, would do a lot of things as a writer and as a co-producer that I didn't necessarily like, but I was like, well, people will like this. So I want to make sure I like, you know, put out something that other people will like. And then Inertia was the first song that I wrote without anybody in mind. Okay. And I didn't have like an idea of like, it should sound like this because then people will like it and it will sound like this person or like, you know, anything like along those lines. Um, and I've, I've found that I enjoy the creation of music so much more when I'm not trying to like get other people's approval. Mm -hmm. Like when I write something and I feel really proud of it and I like it and it's something I would listen to, I put it out. If I write something and I'm like, this is technically good, Maybe like other people would like it, but I don't fuck with it. It's not coming out. No, I agree with that. I agree so with that. it's like, I, I love when people love what I'm putting out. Like that only makes it, it only confirms to me something that I felt like I already knew, which was that like, I did a good job on something. Um, but at the same time, like I'm no longer like driven by that. Like if a song doesn't do as well as maybe I thought it should, that's not like, me turning around and being like, well, fuck this. I'm going to, you know, <laughs> like, you know, if it doesn't do well, maybe I can learn from that, at least from a marketing standpoint and see like maybe the visual could have been stronger or maybe the, you know, whatever. But, um, but I'm proud of what I put out and I, when I get good, you know, approval and validation from other people, that's great. And if I don't, that's fine too. 
Mm, that's a good way of looking at it. Absolutely. In your in your perspective, what makes it successful? Like what like if you put out a song or an album, like what defines success for you? Hmm. That's a great question. Um, it's different. Some people are like, oh, I got those Spotify streams, or some people are like, oh, I got. It's know. hard not to say numbers. It is hard not to say numbers. That's why I wanted to know like what besides numbers is like because it's tough. Um. Hmm. Numbers are the most tangible thing. Is the thing that is the tough. Like like seeing a high rise in listenership and seeing a lot of streams is like a good indicator to me of success because that means a lot of people not only liked it, but like shared it or at least added it to their playlist or put it on repeat or, you know, um, and you know, like I said, numbers are the most tangible. So if I'm seeing that something is doing well from a number standpoint, then I, that kind of tells me everything I need to know. Um, but I would say I've, feel successful whenever I put out a song because it's like a lot of work to put out a song Mm -hmm. and it's like a lot of work that people don't really think about like there's a lot of really minute stuff that is tedious and takes a long time and you wouldn't really consider maybe um and so yeah just the act of putting out a song in itself like feels successful to me but I don't want to give you like some corny answer, like, oh, like you know, success is when like, I am happy. Like, yes, but also like numbers really no, no, do tell you a lot. <laughs> that, is, that is the unfortunate part about it, absolutely. Yeah. But. And I don't have like a, a number. Like, Criminal, that cover I did, just hit 500,000 listens oh, okay. yesterday, Congrats. like half a million, which is so insane. Um, so to me, I'm like, okay, that song clearly is successful. Hey, did I? Did I? It's okay. Um, but like Fruitwater Season hit 50,000 recently. And I'm like, okay, that's also pretty, like, that's great. No, like, you know, yeah. so I, I look at that and I'm like, clearly people like this and, you know, maybe I'll make a song more similar to Fruitwater Season. But if I don't, then sorry. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> not. I'm just going to write what I like to write. <laughs> There you go. That's an ultimatum right there. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like the Fruitwater Season song would be great for the tea endorsement. I feel like. Oh, yeah. Yes. Fruitwater Fruit Season. Fruitwater Tea. I just feel like you can't let that go by. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. I, I mean, that's just my humble opinion. Take that how you want to take that. I mean, oh, and it also played in H&M. So that was like oh, really? insane. Okay. That was so crazy. Yeah. I, this is like crazy to me because I don't know how this happened. And I don't know if I ever will, but my friend lives in um, Brooklyn and he went to this H&M in Soho randomly one day over the summer. And my song was playing at the exact moment that he was in the store. That's crazy. And like, he didn't, I mean, there's no way to put it on in this. So I I was like, did you do this? And he was like, (laughs) no, like, that's insane. They sent me a video of it. And I was like, I was out at like lunch with my mom and my brother when this happened and I could not process it because it just didn't make any sense to me. Like I thought he was like either playing a joke on me or I thought he, he like had set it up somehow. Yeah, like yeah. I know the store manager or something. Clip or something. Yeah, yeah. Like something. Um, but I, I asked him like, is this real? And he was like, yeah, I don't know how this is crazy, but like wow. very serendipitous. Um, but I felt like I was going to throw up that whole day. Like we were out to lunch and I couldn't eat anything. And my mom was like, are you okay? And I was like, no, I don't know why I feel so sick, but I felt really sick to my stomach the whole day. And, uh, my mom was like, you should be excited. I was like, no, 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 I fully am. Um, I'm just going to throw up though. <laughs> you can throw up out of excitement. Yeah. I don't, I mean it like, I, I think from just something so crazy happening, like, 
And with no way to explain it, like I, I don't process like excitement in the same way that other people do. Clearly. Um, I feel like I, I don't know. Most people would be like, Oh my God. But I was just like very quiet looking down, like kind of sad. And she was like, why are you sad? And I was like, I really fully could tell you (laughs) just, I'm like shocked. (laughs) But, um, but I'm hoping for more moments like that. I mean, I don't want to feel sick anymore, but you know, it's, uh, it's just like, a, it's crazy. That is surreal. Yeah. It's really crazy. Yeah, it's, I, it's interesting. And I don't know if it's still playing. Like, I don't know if it's on a playlist. You gotta go back in and be like... <laughs> I, I know. I need to go to Soho. You gotta go back in and be like, that was my song you played. <laughs> well, I actually was in the mall, um, like here though, like in Freehold, um, a couple of weeks ago. And I went into the H&M and I was like, what are the odds that like <laughs> fruit water season is... You thought was gonna pop on? <laughs> <laughs> it didn't happen, didn't but... Happen. You gotta keep going back. I I was in there for a while. I did not shop. I just stood just there in the middle of the okay. store <laughs> until I felt like a weirdo, and then I left. Damn. Well, I hope I hope one day it gets played somewhere. Thank you. Me too. Maybe the Wegmans. I don't know. Somewhere. Oh my god. I mean, you know, it's all about fruit water season. If someone if someone picks it up and the song plays in the Wegmans, I don't know. That's that's kind of fate. That is cool. That's fate. I don't know. That's fate. Yeah, is for that, sure. Is that a flex? Is that something that the kids say? <laughs> so like, oh, my song got played in the grocery store and you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. I'll take it with me. Take it with you. I'll take it with me. I'll, I'll go to, I'm, I'm actually going to be moving to uh, California. Oh, so wow. I'm going to take it with me. And I'll just like go to every Wegmans and be like, you need to have this song on your playlist. You do need to. You do need to. <laughs> so like you just said, you're moving to the West Coast. What do you think that's going to do for you musically? And like what kind of aspirations do you have there? Um, so I've always wanted to move to the West Coast, like ever since I was a little kid. Um, I hate winter. I like, I'm not a cold weather bitch at all. Um, I'm very much like warm weather all the time. If I'm not sweating, it doesn't count. Um, so that just from that standpoint, I've always wanted to move, but, um, I have a lot of friends out in California and LA specifically, um, that are pursuing their careers like full force. And I just feel like it doesn't make sense for me to like want to be a professional singer and like be at, you know, the point in my career that I'm striving toward while living behind a cornfield, which is where I currently live. So I really want to be in like the heart of it all. Like LA is just the heart of it all. Um, I also am like kind of curious about acting. I've never done it before, but I feel like I could maybe be good at it. I kind of see that. Yeah. Would you like be comedy? Are you kind of going serious or what's like, um, I don't know. I would try anything. I'd try anything. I'd be open to anything. But like, you know, there's, they have, um, I have a friend that moved out to California and she was saying how they have like auditions like everywhere. Like you can just, you know, at any point, like in the morning before work, go to like, you know, an extra screening and just get paid like 75 bucks to do some extra work. So even something like that, like that would be cool to break into. I've never done it before, but I feel like I could be pretty good at it. Well, I've done extra work before, but I haven't done it in LA. So I think it could be cool, but, um, yeah, I just, it's a dream I've had my whole life basically. And I've been holding off on it and I have this idea of it. That's like, you know, I'm going to move out to California one day. Eventually I'm going to end up there. And I'm like getting to a point in my life where I'm like, okay, when is that happening? You know? Um, and I have somebody there who like wants to move with me. So having a roommate who's coming along like makes the process that much easier okay 
but um, I'm looking to leave in August. Okay, okay. So it's going to be my last summer oh, shit, in Jersey. You're going to have to do it up. I know. you <laughs> really do it up. I know. I'm so excited. It's going to be a good, it's going to be a good summer, but yeah, we're, we've been like aggressively planning it. And actually yesterday I was like, let's see how much movers would cost. Like I've never done this before. So I looked That's on like a few websites to get always. quotes. <laughs> oh my Lord. Put they called me. <laughs> yeah. They called me this morning. <sighs> he was like, okay, here's all the things that we're going to ship. And like, you know, I gave him like a list of, cause they ask you, you know, do you have a bed? Do you have a bed frame? Right. Whatever. And I gave him all of the materials and they were like, it's going to cost you $4,800. And I was like, oh my God, no. Yeah. So I was like, maybe not this. Like I might get a U-Haul and just hope. That, that, might be the, that might be the move. Yeah. That might be the move. But I am going to take a road trip out there. My friends and I decided we're going to, they're going to go on a road trip with me because it's a 42 hour drive. Ooh, a, little, oh. a little long. A little bit long. Lengthy. <laughs> a little lengthy. So, um, yeah, we're going to, we're going to make the most of it. We're going to do a road trip this summer. Ooh, it's going to be fun. Yeah, well, I got some exciting plans. And we'll some, think some music might come out of that. Oh, a hundred percent. How do you not go on you know, a full across the country road trip and not write a whole album. That's I fully it. expect a new, a new EP by the end of <laughs> there we go. There we go. the end of the whole experience. Yeah. Awesome. And do you have any, like for any music coming out, any updates, any release dates, anything you can tell us? Or- yes. <laughs> I have a song coming out next month. Does a he he kind of have a, <laughs> yeah, I have a song coming out next month. Oh, okay. Um, I, I don't know if I want to like reveal what it is yet. I don't know. All right. Um, but I have a song coming out next month in March. I can't believe we're almost done in February. Doesn't it feel yeah, like February didn't happen? It didn't. I don't know. I had like all this stuff like, oh, I'll do that in February. And I was like, oh, I'm so it's February. I guess it's, not, I guess it's not happening. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so I have one coming out next month and then I have another one coming out in April. Okay. Yeah. And then more after that. Yeah, I've got a lot. (laughs) Um, I will say this summer you will have some crazy bops from me. Yeah, they are finished and they're waiting. Ooh, wow. Okay. They're they're in route. They're in route. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I like that. I like that. Yeah. And do you have any like shows or performances and kind of hear it live? Is any of that? Yes, I would like, I'm, I'm currently planning out something. Um, I don't have any confirmed details yet, but hopefully either March or April, I'll have a show. Okay. Um, but I'm just awaiting confirmation on some things. Um, but yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. And one of the things I wanted to ask you, um, I guess it's like one of the final questions. Thank Mm -hmm. you so much for coming on. Of course. Thank you for having me. Always, always. Is like what kind of impact do you think your your music now is gonna have in the future? I mean, right now. I mean, anything you put out or what you think it's put out so far, what kind of impact do you think you're ha- you have or want to have? Um, it's a hard question to answer because I feel so like removed from that aspect of being a songwriter. Like, I know that I know that the things I write have the power to like influence people or connect with people on a deeper level. And like, I've gotten messages from people saying, you know, I really connected with something that you wrote. Um, and that's really cool to me, but it, it doesn't feel real to me. 
even even when I hear it, like even when I get messages and DMs, it just never feels. I don't know. I believe them. I don't think they're lying to me. Um, Are you telling the truth? <laughs> right. But it just it's it's just such a crazy thing for me to imagine that like something that I wrote is like impactful enough to be on repeat. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I like it obviously, but um, I hope so. <laughs> right, it would suck if I didn't. <laughs> but um, I guess I just like I I hope that the impact is one that remains. Like I hope that my songs are something that hold longe- longevity. Like I don't want to ever put out something and then just be like. Eh. You know, this was just like a one-time goofy little pop song, you know? No, I get that. I get that. Um, So I do want them to carry longevity, and I hope that the the lyrics, um, because I'm big on lyrics, like really lyric-driven, I always hope that, you know, what I I write about is something that stays on people's minds for a long time and isn't just like a, you know, not even a one-hit wonder. You have to be on the radio for that. But, you know, something that is like very temporary and, and fleeting I always want them to hold out for longer. So that's my hope. But, you know, you can't control other people no, and their can't. listening habits. No, you can't. No, so you all can't. I can do is beg, you, you know, beg. please listen forever. Please listen to me. <laughs> H&M. But I will say I, I put out Inertia uh, three years ago now almost. Well, no. So it came out November of 2019. That's so the time I think I first heard your music was around 2019. 2019. Yeah. That's about right. Yeah. So yeah, it came out in at the end of 2019. So at the end of this year, it'll be three years. It's like two and a half, I guess years, but, or two. And so, I don't know. I can't do math, Kenny, time, but time, time, it's been time. some time. It's been some time since I released it. And I feel personally really still connected to that song. And I know I've, you know, I've talked to other people that feel the same way. So knowing that it's been several years since I've put it out and people still care about it, it still gets streams like that is enough for me. Um, that's really cool. I hope in like five years, people are still jamming to it and they're loving it. Um, but, and I mean, criminal, like it's not my song, but I covered it and that was 10 years ago oh, wow. and people are still like vibing. So, there you, go. There you, go. you know, I, I have to, uh, I have to believe that I have to believe that like my music will carry that same impact. Yeah, and I think it will. I hope so. <laughs> Thank you. Of course. And uh, I guess before we wrap up, is there any like last minute plugs, anything you want to tell people? Yeah, just be on the lookout. I have a lot of music coming this year. This year is like the year of like insanity, like insanity. chaos and releases and big life decisions. Ooh. So, um, so I'm sure there will be more to write about that, like especially with this move that I'm planning. It's going to be a lot, but I'm very excited about it. Um, new music on the way next month, month after, probably the month after that. It's just going to be like a whole year of fun. So, And also people will learn a lot about me, so stay tuned. <laughs> yeah, and can we like, get any social media links? Like, this movie, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, my website is sofmusic.com. And my Instagram is music by Soph. Um, all of my handles on everything except for TikTok are music by Soph. And Soph is spelled S-O-F. Um, but my TikTok is TikToks by Soph. Because okay. music by Soph was taken. Oh. Yeah. That's rough. I know. We got to find that person and ask for it back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I plan I'll, on it. I'll try it. I'll try it. I have I threats do. planned. threats planned? Yeah. Should. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, so check me out on there. Yeah. Give me a little follow. Absolutely. Absolutely. And is there anything else you want to, any final thoughts, anything else you want to 
tell the viewers at home? Uh, yes. Thank you for listening. Thank you for caring. Um, I mean, when you're like a signed artist and people listen, it's like, you know, it's really dope, but like also you have a label backing. So people are listening cause there's a way for them to listen, like, you know, marketing and whatever. Um, but when people listen to an artist like myself, who's like tiny and like, you know, living in the middle of nowhere, New Jersey, like that's really cool. Like you care enough about my music to listen, even if you don't care about me, like if you're jamming, that's awesome. And, um, I'm just really grateful. I hope that that continues to reach more ears. Ooh, I like that. Reach more ears. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. We'll have to do another one in like what a month or a year. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. When uh, when H and M was playing your song. H and yes, when but like consistently. Yeah, consistently, no. I'll, I'll go in and I'll I'll make a scene. I'll <laughs> Good. Like, hey, you gotta play this song. I want nothing less. Here. I got you. <laughs> cool. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs>